So, of course, it's May. Yes. Oh, of course. As we've said a million times before. Yes. It can mean only one thing. Absolutely. Two bank holidays. Love it. What's your third favourite thing that happens in May? My third favourite thing that happens in May is the first Eurovision semi-final. What's your fourth favourite thing? My second favourite thing, I'm doing it in reverse, is the bank holidays are four and five. The second favourite is the second semi-final. And, of course, the big one, number one, is, of course, the grand final, which this year is on the 13th of May. So it's a bit early compared to normal, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I suppose in many ways it's like Easter in that it can move around a little bit depending on when the month starts. It's, it's certainly as important to date to me as Easter is to the Christian calendar. Uh, only one is built built on a set of strong beliefs. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the, this year. The other. This year we yeah. will get used poids. No. <laughs> you know what? I, I heard the song again in the car a few hours ago, in fact. And have you, have you heard the entry this year? I have. I saw the um, I saw it when she was established as the winner of Song for yeah. Britain or whatever I mean, it's called this time. I liked the song then. I, at the time, I didn't think it was going to win. But I thought, you know what? As much as I don't think it's going to win, it's a nice, it's a well-written song sung well. And you know what? If we send that and it loses, I'm happy at that because at least it's not sending over rubbish, which is, I think, we can all agree, something that we've strayed towards a lot over the last two decades. Very true. I heard it again today in the car, and I've obviously picked up on the fact that to win, it's not just a case of having a good song. You need to have a bit of an oomph and a kick up the arse halfway through. And they've stuck with the basic structure of piano, but they've obviously, you know, they've now produced it a bit more and built it up, and it's got that, you know, the beat that goes along with it. And I think with the right stage design and art direction on the night, it could do... I'm not going to say it could win, because <laughs> because if, if <laughs> bitter experience has taught me one thing, it's that we are probably never going to win again. I think... And especially in current climate. Post-Brexit. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a hard sell. If we could get into the top half of to see the UK on the left hand side of the table, I think is as the best we can really hope for these days. So where did we finish last year? Low side of the board, I think, probably like sixteenth, seventeenth, something like that, if not lower. It doesn't matter what our song is, it we don't stand as good a chance as that. Because just by the nature of politics, right? What has changed between then and now? And I know politics only affects it so much, but how else can you explain Ukraine winning last year other than a backlash against Russia and a sort of pro-Ukraine feeling? Because let's be honest, the song was dire. So what I'd like to do is I'd like you to make a prediction for me. Where where do you think we're going to land at the end of it all? This year, Do you know what? I'm going to be optimistic, and I'm going to say seventh. I think seventh is probably not very optimistic these days. I think that's extremely optimistic. <laughs> It'll go from this is okay. Oh my god, we're going to win. UK's entry is the best by far. Idiots, we're last. Something <laughs> like it's the usual pattern of events, isn't it? That's probably a more accurate prediction. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll finish seventh. How else can you explain everyone halfway through? Oh, God, what was that? Oh, the guy who was on, was it Fame Academy? Who did Hold On To Our Love? Jamie Foxx. 
that's it. Jamie Foxx, suddenly you become very optimistic and halfway through, hold on to our love. You think, do you know what? This could do all right. It's, it's good, this is. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't have quite the same. No matter how optimistic I felt, I never had those feelings when Scooch were performing. No. Speaking of your predictions, uh, I hate to do this to you, but this is... Well, I'm going <laughs> to. This is the fourth, I believe, uh, quick count. Yeah. Something like, yeah, fourth... Eurovision special podcast that we've done, or at least one where we've kind of really talked Eurovision all the way through. And um, I had to listen back to some of the older ones from the past. And there was an episode where, well, we were basically watching music television, seeing whoever turned up on TV and listing whether we thought they would be successful in Eurovision or not. Oh my God, this has got disaster in all over it. <laughs> I'm going to play a couple of clips in now. Okay. To sort of demonstrate our opinions on uh, Bonnie Tyler and Blue. Right, okay. The Soldiers of Hell Archive. That looks like Bonnie know. Tyler. Bonnie Tyler, could she do it? I reckon she'd do well, actually. <laughs> I do think, with the way that Eurovision's definitely gone rock lately, she could do well if she had the right song. Or maybe she, she if she was. What she was twenty years ago, now maybe she would. Yeah, maybe she's a bit. She's a bit crazy though, isn't she? I heard her on the radio recently. She is a bit mad. Did she talk like this? She, well, she's Welsh, so incredibly over the top Welsh. Yeah. Now the Backstreet Boys um, aren't on, but it's their top fifty boy bands. They got uh, who's the chubby one there in the middle? I didn't, That's <laughs> Elton John. Oh, I didn't know he was in blue. <laughs> no. Okay, so there's Elton John and Blue. I don't think either of them are likely to do it. Well, hindsight has taught us that uh, people can be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but I think Blue, in retrospect, I think Blue stands as a high point in our entries over the last few years. It was it was an okay song, actually. And didn't they do all right? Were they top, top half of the table? 11th, I think they finished. I got very excited. I remember distinctly watching that year. About five or six countries' worth of votes in, they were at the top for about two rounds of voting and I got very excited sort of jumping around Professor Higgins style by Jove, she's got it um, thinking oh my god we're going to win and in retrospect the more I sit and listen to that that blue song the more I think that is the best song we've entered probably since we last won I, I genuinely think it's a, a brilliant pop song and i just i i still can't quite get my head around why it didn't do better when you say the more you listen to it when did you last listen to it yeah a couple of weeks ago in the car <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> I, don't, I, 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 I don't listen to it like on repeat but it's it's one of those songs that i sort of have in relatively regular rotation do you know what i find i find coming up to this time of year i start to listen to the old written albums a little bit more and I think it's because a lot of them are quite summary upbeat songs and I always feel like Eurovision is it almost symbolizes the start of summer proper it's hopes and dreams and the future is bright yeah it's 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 nice it's a nice time of year I think and um it just gives me a lovely warm feeling but I genuinely think we were robbed that year especially considering that I think it was Azerbaijan won that year 
I'm more than happy if a better song wins to put my hands up and go, do you know what? It was the best song on the night. But I genuinely don't think their song was good at all. It's quite dull. I can't even remember it. No, and that's it. Whereas a lot of other winners, Olsen Brothers, yeah, I can remember that. It's not aged particularly well, but after, I remember that was, I think that was the first time we'd ever watched it together at uni. Yeah. And uh, you, I think, turned to me at one point and said, so we're saying that this is the best song in Europe at the moment. <laughs> sort of, with a sort of look of concern on your face. <laughs> was it at that moment we all started throwing empty tins of beer at the TV? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it went yeah. downhill rapidly from there. Yeah, that was the year I think we entered uh, Nikki French. Don't play that song again. Nikki French, she uh, contacted me on MySpace once. Really? <laughs> yes, fact. <laughs> Why? Back in the day when we were first podcasting and we had a MySpace page to help promote the podcast, I just used to go through making friends with celebrities. And I say making friends, clicking on their page and trying to add them. And... Nikki French was one of them, and then you were blogging, I think, and had posted loads of Eurovision stuff on there, and then we uploaded a podcast, and I'm I'm sure she um, replied to one of the blog posts. You got into a dialogue. You've been in touch then, in one way or another, with two former UK Eurovision entries. Oh, Daz Sampson being the other one, of course. I saw him, and yeah, and yes, and when I say I think that Blue is the best entry of the last two decades. I'm including Dan Sam- Dan Sampson in that no, list. No, but I was happy for him to have a good go. Yeah, it was a it was a good it was a good song. It was a good. Uh, it was a laugh. If nothing else, it put a smile on your face because it was a it was a laugh. And let's not forget that's the same year that Lordy won. So it was a bit of a theatrical, almost a bit of a joke year, to be honest, wasn't it? I was in Canada, and you kept me up to date via text message, which was all really weird because, of course, the time difference made it very odd to be receiving Eurovision updates. Um, in the morning, it was very, very strange. Yeah, quite early, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, not being able to watch it and finally seeing clips of Lordy having won it on the internet. Is this a joke? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was so bizarre. <laughs> Haley's nan, who was obviously of, of a completely different generation, that sort of grew up in the 60s, 70s, expecting Lulu and all that sort of stuff. I don't think she watched it for some years. I remember we went around for Sunday dinner the day after, and she she wasn't impressed at all that Lordy had won. You know, it, that wasn't proper music. It was quite quite amusing to see how how much the contest had changed. Because boom bang a bang, boom bang a bang, or whatever the old school ones were, that was proper music. Yeah. <laughs> been quite tempered in my expectations there usually it's no we're gonna win <laughs> no we're gonna get seventh no, i think seventh is realistic because I'm, I'm now sort of looking back with experience of you know the last time we entered something that i think was a decent song of a similar nature to what we've got this time was when um, andrew Lloyd weber wrote the music and of course we we were in latvia watching that on my stag do a pretty pretty manly affair <laughs> I remember having we've, we've arrived in Riga for a lads weekend and the first thing we asked the tour guide is where can we watch Eurovision <laughs> not where's the nearest strip club <laughs> 
Oh, something that I forgot I should have mentioned is I heard her on an interview um, a couple of days ago with Steps saying that they, they are almost constantly, every year, been asked to do it, and they've always said no. I've not heard, I've not heard much of the album, but I've heard the single, and the more I listen to the single, the more I think, actually, that's a pretty good song. The only way we're ever going to win again is to have a really big group, like a, a group that's sort of almost so massively established and popular there's no way that people wouldn't vote for them yeah but i just don't know yeah, yeah. who that would be that would be willing to um i mean in some ways i always think take that yeah because i don't people say who'd want to do it because it's a poison chalice and it'll destroy your career but is it really going to destroy take that's career really no people would still love them exactly that even if it did, I mean, do they really need any more money? Yeah. And I, the, the one song I thought would, in fact, two songs I thought would have been an excellent Eurovision entries were, um, I think Adele, if she'd have released Hello yeah, and done that as a Eurovision entry, that would have been good because it's got, it's, it's a good song, but it's also got that massive oomph towards the end to really to get people on their feet. Took on the heartstrings. Yeah, and the other thing was, you know, a few years ago when it was the Diamond Jubilee and Gary Barlow wrote that song and it had loads of people from different countries singing. Oh, yeah. That that sing song. Sing song. <laughs> yeah. It was, um, wasn't the best song in the world, but I just thought, you know what, why not enter that? Why not say, you know what, it's an important year, we've written this song specially for it to celebrate something about our country. So, to me, that sort of naturally just marries up. It doesn't need to be the best song in the world. It just needs to be the best song in Europe and a few guest nations this year. <laughs> yeah. Who are they going to ask next? That's the thing, isn't it? How long till America gets the invite? They've probably already had it. With uh, with Justin Timberlake performing last year. Mm. It's uh, The horizons mm. are broadening. Yeah. All the better for it. I think so far Australia has only been a good thing. Yeah. It's freshening things up a bit. Yep. I agree with that. Although their kind of introduction to Australia thing that they did was pretty rubbish. Yeah. I think the hosts last year in, in Sweden are going to take some topping. They nailed it with that, that song at the halftime show, didn't they? Yeah. And even the video thing about, you know, in Sweden we're brought up on Eurovision. We've got gangs of um, Noreens roaming this countryside. And just, it's so... You could tell it was written by an a proper comedian, not just someone who's writing fairly bland gags for the night. Yeah, it will take some beating, definitely. Mm. 